no time. Y'all know how I started off. Gotta get that prayer. Yes. Bring God all up here and through this because his presence is always, always by my side, by your side. So come on, come on with me in here on this ride. I got an awesome show for you today with so much going on. But I'm gonna hold my tongue because I gotta just get my praises out, give my thank yous and my, oh, just salute to God all the time. And then we're gonna get it on. So come on, y'all. However, you got to just get into that, just into yourself to just oh, feel it in your spirit. Come on, do it. I like to close my eyes and just, you know, so I can just really talk to my insides and let, you know, God guide me and let the spirit guide me actually in my prayer. But I ain't going to keep y'all long or whatever because I don't want to get no shout and mouch up in here, no shout and match up in here. And um, <laughs> I get the I get the Holy Ghost up in here, y'all. I will get the Holy Ghost. Um, but Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for continuing to keep us, oh, Father God, continuing to shed your mercy and your grace upon us, oh, Father God. It's so much going on, oh, Father God, so much that can keep us down. But I always say, Lord, it's you who keeps us up, oh, Father God. Oh, Father God, touch those, oh, Father God, who hearts may be worried. Whatever they are going through, oh, Father God, let them be confident to know that you know all and you control all, oh, Father God. Greater is he that is in me, oh, Father God. Let us be able to handle situations and address them, Father God, as if you would, oh, Father God. Letting us not, oh, Father God, be, you know, falling short, oh, Father God, in our reactions, oh, Father God. But continue to guide us, oh, Father God. Continue to guide us in love and to guard us in light, oh, Father God. You are the Alpha and the Omega. And we just thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace, because it's you, oh, Father God, that continues to get us through. Amen. 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 And you can say that again. Are you know you here with the goddess Shash Shash Roll the Empress Cake Mix on the You Better Live show? And I thank y'all so much for returning every week with me, Thursdays at seven. So you know, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a fam to tell a friend. And that's the plan. You need to be here every Thursday at seven. Anywho, y'all know how I go. Like, share, and comment, and you know that the phone lines will be open as well. So don't hesitate to call in. Give us some love. Hit us up in the chat. If it's just to say, hey, to let us know that you up in here with me. The phone line is 443-642-9403, and I hope to hear from you, but if you want to act a little shy tonight, it's okay. You can talk to us in the chat, and y'all know I will read off everything that you're saying, Okay. So I am going to have some of my what and the what's and the what's up, what's up. You know how we do, giving you your news, our views. But first off, huh, I got to introduce my guest who is gracing the plates with her light and her love. Yes, she is here tonight with a busy schedule. See, it's always an honor. And I'm always so grateful because, look, life be life and time move and don't wait for nobody. So if anybody 
take that time out to join me. Oh, I'm forever grateful. Hopefully someone will be blessed with this information that we're going to share tonight. Feel free to ask all your questions. I'm telling you, user, this is the only time that I'm going that I'm going to tell you. Use them. When I bring these guests on the show with this information, use them, use them, use them. This is what it's here for. But hopefully it will inspire somebody to do something. Well, not to do something, to live. Y'all know, y'all know the motto, you better live. So without further ado, I have here with me the deal for real. The businesswoman Seal is coming through with us with tranquility and wellness by Seal. What's going on, Seal? Hey, Chaz. Hey, welcome, everyone. I'm thankful for to be on this, you know, this broadcast on tonight. And um, again, I apologize for the technical difficulties as well, but I'm super excited, super amped. And you look beautiful, Chastity. Yes, you is well, Queen. You're always gorgeous, always gorgeous. Inside and out, I am so glad you are here with me tonight. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, when people think about tranquility, you know, that's the calmer things. And we all know what wellness is as well. I know your practice, practice because you have sent me a lot of information, a lot of good information. I got to check out your website at um, twbyseal.com. Y'all, y'all got to catch that, right? And I've basically all the information that I got over there, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Um, but if you can just begin off, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Seal, because we want to know, you know, really how you got up to that and why did you feel that tranquility and wellness was um, necessary? But that's the question after you give us a little spill about yourself, Seal, and I'm always rhyming too. <laughs> Thank you, Shaz. And um, again, I'm so blessed to have known you. And I think we've known each other now, what, about like seven, eight years, something like that. Time has flown by, like, right? Oh, my goodness. Just seven to eight? I don't know, Seal. Yeah, it might have been seven to eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, Tranquility and Wellness by Sil. And my name is, girl, my name is Sylvia. I'm so blessed to um, step into fully into the entrepreneurship realm. Um, that's something that um, the Most High God has been calling me to do for quite some time. And as um, you mentioned on my website, I have been um, blessed to been able to in this um, industry of um, healing and uh, have these gifts of healing and nurturing and community advocacy that was passed down to me from generations. So it's just in me, you know, yes. Um, but you do have to say yes to the calling. Yeah. So I this because... Um, as I've gotten deeper into um, who I am and just uh, embodying and loving who I am, it's really helped me to break free from some of the bondages of corporate America, from um, societies, um, what their normals, what, what they say is, is good and what they say is acceptable, um, organizations and things like that. So it's about freedom. It's about walking into um my path, what God has for me, and loving myself. So that's kind of how I got into that, just being more balanced and and getting out of certain, you know, uh, relationship situations that were um, negative cycles that I had to end. So yes, just like yes. I understand that. And I think that's really the point that I was bringing up, that a lot of times when, you know, like you say, you answer that call and it kind of brings you to a place um, to be able to give back to the world, which you've kind of been through. You know, a lot of us, you know, scholars, you know, people have their degrees and everything else like that. But I say the best education and the best form of knowledge, the way it can come to you is through experience, you know. Yeah. And I hear you saying that 
it's been passed down from generations, which you kind of let us into letting us know about, you know, relationships and different things you've been through. Um, so I'm sure that that was some of your encouragement as well. Like just from your experiences, you was like, no, that's what people need. Right. Yeah. And so also it's just a matter of getting away from like shame of being, uh, living in that freedom, living in that, um, of who you are. A lot of times people just want you to be how they want you to be, you know, um, mm-hmm. whether it's family or partner, your children or whatever. So it's breaking free to be who you really want to truly be and a lot of folks are out here you know into the you know spirituality religion just coming into themselves but it's more so just embodying it and walking in it because a lot of people they say they talk a lot of talk but they're not walking a walk and you know we uh, and i appreciate you having me on the show because it's really important to walk and live that life of integrity whatever um business or whatever you're doing in, in life and that's just what it's really about Right. So tranquility and wellness is more so like a holistic medicine type of practice. Um, I've I seen on your, your website, like I said, when I viewed it, because, you know, a lot of times we hear about something holistic um, and people think that it's just um, prayer or just the, the just your faithfulness you have into the divine. Um, but we know in living our life, work without prayer, without works is dead. Right. Uh- um, we know that that is dead. So can you just tell people like what is your theory and why, what what inspired you to really do tranquility and wellness really? Yeah. And like you said, thank you for asking Chas. And like you said, for but tranquility means peace. And, you know, in this world and this, that I'm, we're living in now, you know, I desire to personally have peace. And you know, some people think that, you know, I'm sorry, I'm holding them. I'll tell you guys what I'm holding in my hands. <laughs> But um, divine peace is not just when we transition, you know, and, you know, the go to heaven and that sweet bye-bye. Peace is within us on this earth. So mm-hmm. it's the illusion to think that you have to um, have a certain um, lifestyle or whatever to have peace. It, it, inner peace and guidance is what um, I craved for. And I know that um, a lot of people that I was mentoring and um, advocating for, they wanted that as well. So that's where the tranquility came from. The wellness piece is to be well and whole in totality, um, not just myself, my family, the community. So it, that's what um, the divine gave to me. So tranquility and wellness by still, because that's my name. But the I incorporate all that I do and I'll break down some of you know my credentials and things like that, but all of that was to like monetize and streamline because I wanted to be able to incorporate a holistic way of life and peaceful way of life in everything that I do mm-hmm. so that the um, happiness for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to do work that is not just, um, you know, just why would you want to do work just to be getting paid? You want to do work that's fulfilling and it's going to give you some peace and it's going to help you to be able to nurture yourself and others. Yeah. It's important to find out what nurtures your soul, what nurtures your spirit, what 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 drives you to your happiness, what drives you to get up every day, you know, yeah. and if you don't have that desire, what can we do to shift that? You know? Right. A- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, all us want to be paid, you know, all us want to be paid. Um, but what I came into the realization in life is that compensation 
um, for your services or whatever that you give out to the world can be received in different forms. Um, so, you know, you make a, a great point that it's not always the financial aspect. I think um, that should inspire you to do something because a lot of times if that is always, you know, your focus about how much money you're going to get, it's going to be a lot of things <laughs> or it could have been a lot of things that you've never really done. It would have been a lot of jobs that I didn't take. Um, it would have been a lot of opportunities that I didn't get when it wasn't any money being offered. And I just gracefully gave myself, whether it was volunteering, um, you know, just going to show someone some support. So that is very true. Um, and when I think about the Tranquility Wellness, first of all, let me just let my guess on why I felt it was necessary, you know, to bring you on, um, on the show. Because, you know, it's the new year. Um, it's the end of January. We already approach February and Black History Month. Um, we know that there's so much going on. Um, and I think your practice with tranquility and wellness by seal um, that works with that whole holistic medicine approach, um, what I got from your definition is the art and science of healing that addresses the mind, body, and the spirit. Um, Absolutely. So a lot of times when um, you think about things holistically, we know that it is to address, you know, because you hear holistic and people just think that it's more so about your spirit or, you know, more so about your mental. Um, but what I gather from just knowing a little bit, you know, it's not my expertise, still. That's definitely your expertise. Um, but I've been experiencing some stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, man, you got to have a conversation about this before we even came on here earlier today. Um, when we were just saying like, you know, it's other things that can physically, those things that you have in your mind and your spirit that can physically make your body sick, Absolutely. that can really make your body sick. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Um, the stress, the traumas, the dramas, all of that. And, and especially the grief, um, yeah. there's a lot that's going on in my city. So I'm like, um, you know, God just places on my heart, um, just like you had your experience to um, develop and launch that tranquility and wellness by seal. Um, he placed it on my heart um, to do the show, the You Better Live show. And it just worked out. You know what I mean? I was ready to walk away from something, feeling some type of way. And then someone just reached out, well, not someone, the, the wonderful Marnie, um, and presented this opportunity with for me. Um, so like, just like overnight, it, it just was remarkable that God was giving me the confirmations because I'm like, wow, like how he knew that. Um, but what was stopping me is because I knew what my financial receipts was. Um, but God just opened that door and that's why we're here tonight. Like, it, you know, and my message is you better live, you know, uh -huh. all of that, like you better live, you better live. Um, and like I was explaining, that's why I wanted to bring you on because when, us knowing that all of that is going on, um, I just felt that someone, um, needed some advice. You know, the topic of the show is better days are coming. Um, yes. a lot of times I listened to that song, which I got my inspiration from to title that the, um, tonight's show is from Leandra's Jane, James's. Um, song and one of the main things she all uh, that always hits me and sometimes I just break down every time I hear it, say sometimes you're sad sometimes you you know glad you know and some days are bad some days are good it ain't how she said but you know it's just that part 
but better days are coming. And I just want to keep on encouraging people that that should be your, your no. Like regardless of what's going on, like you should just always focus on that and know that. You know what I mean? Um, let me holler at somebody that is always coming through um, on the show with me, Miss Queen T. What's going on? One of my favorite people. She's just showing us some love still. She's saying, hello, ladies, um, and that she'll be right back. Um, but she just was letting us know that she did join us tonight. Um, now, I'm still on here. I was seeing my guests and everything else like that, and I'm not seeing it <laughs> right now. And I see another little uh, split screen. Am I still on here with you guys? Money Mon. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're on. It's just that she dropped out. So hold on. Oh, second. my guest dropped out. Well, that's all right. Hopefully, she'll get the opportunity to bring back, like we said and we announced at the beginning of the show. Yeah, she's coming right back on. Okay. Unfortunately, both of us was having technical issues. And y'all already know the enemy is a lie. Anytime you're trying to bring through good information, you see that still? Did you see that? Did you see that? Um, I know still dropped off. She's trying to get back um, her connection. Um, but just like I said, the enemy is a lie. Anytime you're bringing through good information. Um, so I'm going to laugh. Ha 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 ha. Um, because yeah. I just knew that that was going to uh, happen. I don't know. Like, so yeah, that, that, so I'm going to say this too. So really quick. So I was going to say about the holistic looking at the bigger picture, but we're supposed to connect. And that was definitely interference. And I think what we were saying earlier, Chess, is a lot of folks that are that are chosen, that are, you know, part of um, um, children of the Most High God, we're being attacked right now. So we just got to continue with the, the prayers and um, spiritual warfare, because I just got like so many different distractions just now. And that's why I really wanted to be on my laptop. So I thank you all for allowing me to be on, on my um my oh, no. Anyway, you can come through with us. We appreciate it. Laptop, desktop. <laughs> Um, anything with a camera, phone, and especially yeah. anything that you're most comfortable with. But yeah, we know what it is. So you just got to laugh sometimes because um, we yeah. already announced that we were having technical issues. So we know what it was. So I uh, try something else. Um, but you disconnect and we're going to reconnect. Uh, we good people trying to bring through um, good, good information. Um, so still, I just want to go back to something, you know, you were letting everyone know that me and you met seven, eight years ago. We were co-workers um, and we were in that room of advocacy. Um, and I know even in that um, arena, we always talked about, it just was always in us. Like this is just something that is there. It's just in us um, to want to help people. Um, so I'm not surprised, you know, just like the most high, you know, nothing surprises God. Um, I'm not surprised that you would have um, a business where you are focusing on tranquility and wellness and doing it holistically. Like, I'm not surprised at all. I'm just not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, bless you so much. Yes. And like I said, sorry. Yes, no, you're good. We talking. <laughs> um, we're having a conversation. Um, before you got cut off, I was just showing um, some love. Um, to one of my favorite, favorite people um, who has been joining me since day one, Miss Queen T. She just was saying, hello, ladies. 
I guess she stopped away from the broadcast right now. Um, but Miss Queen T is definitely a queen, and she's always showing love. She's always up in this place, okay? Um, saying hey or whatever else is the fact. Um, and just want to remind people again that the phone lines is open. I got Seal Hill. Seal is the deal for real. Um, and you know, all of us need that tranquility and wellness. Um, so Seal, as far as your practice, are you at a location? Um, how do you how do you render your services? Sure, sure. So I was gonna get into that. So what I do is there's a vast range of what I do. And so I also teach people how to monetize and create more streams of income. So even though we touched on a little bit, like how um, it's not about the money, but it is about the money, if that makes sense. Yeah. So sometimes people focus so much on the money and they miss the big picture. They miss the bigger, bigger picture because they're looking at fragments of the big picture. So the holistic point of view is looking at the whole entire. So what I do as far as uh, tranquility and wellness is, of course, um, the spirituality piece, um, uh, the Reiki healing, the holistic healing, um, um, mentoring, whether it's mentoring and coaching, um, adults, children, um, career readiness, um, um, other things um, that I'm involved in and engaged in is working with returning citizens and helping them with career readiness. And I also you know, incorporate my sample healings and things like that. So you can check it out on my website. Again, um, as Chaz, you stated, but regarding how I break those things down, how it all kind of all works together is I'm looking, helping people look at every aspect of their life, whether it be their business career, because I'm also a business um, consultant as well. So I'm looking at everything from the holistic point of view that individually connects to that person one-on-one, -on -one, or even if it's a, a, a group of people. Okay. So it's for them. So um, if it's um, a child that's in need of stability for school, if they're not focused on their work, so I'm going to um, do a little assessment and I may incorporate some sound healing for them. If it's an adult that's trying to um, develop their business plan, I'm going to look at um, things again from a holistic point of view and get some creative juices flowing. Um, do uh, I put together like a quick um, survey, which is really, really easy. You can do it from your phone. I try to make things so simplistic because COVID has allowed for, um, for us to kind of take a, a reset to start back and see how can we best meet the needs of people that is um, tailored to their individual needs. Again, because a lot of times we base things on how we perceive things, but we right. got to look at how it best fits for that individual person because everyone is different. Right. And the whole this point of view is building that relationship, that one-on-one, -on -one, and it's creating an environment and a situation um, that's creative, um, cultivating, and it allows people to be easy so they can be free of whatever is going on with them. Um, I do house blessings and cleansings. Um, what else to do? I, I'm also a massage therapist and Reiki. Uh, yeah, Reiki. I was ready to say that. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So everything is just tailored individually to that specific person or need. Um, um, tranquility and wellness. I'm also collaborate with other um, small businesses and other business corporations in regards to um, different collaborative events, um, community events, just whatever is um, the need. Um, we have some retreats coming up. I work closely with my mom. So um, some of those things are posted on my social media as well. But um, I'm pretty busy. But again, how I try to teach folks is 
if you want to create this lifestyle for your for yourself, mm-hmm. it, it's first getting um, oneness within yourself because mm-hmm. you got to know what you want. You got to know what you need. A lot of times we look at what other people are doing. We look at social media. We look at our family members. We look at our friends. We look at who are our schoolmates, and we compare ourselves. But it's looking with within first and seeing mm-hmm. what is cultivating to you. I also look at, um, you know, the birth charts and your personality to see, again, how things fit and tailor. So everybody wants to be successful, but uh, some people just don't want to put in the work. But you, mm. So you got to work in as well. So I, I walk people through a process, whether you're an adult, whether you're a child, whether it's a group, whether it's an organization, event, and, and we piece it together as to such. Right. So I, I do a lot, but it all does make sense because... It's not all at the same time, if that makes sense. Right. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mentoring kids and doing like um a massage at the same time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. So it makes sense, you know what I mean? But okay. it's still the holistic way of life so that um we can break through barriers of as as it said to my website, like trauma, grief, um, blockages, um, bad relationships, all these things tie together. Because if your relationships are messed up, then you can't create harmony in your home. You can't create harmony in your business. You can't create harmony in your own self and your mind. So yeah. it all connects. Some people say, well, I don't want a relationship. I don't want this. I don't want that. But it still all connects. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out how we can create harm, harm, um, harmony in all our relationships and everything that we do so there can be a flow state so things can be cohesive. Right, right. I, I, I definitely understand that. And thank you so much for breaking it down. I mean, of course, it would consist of a lot because it's just a lot um, when it comes to that part of just owning and holding on to who you are. Um, but I think one of the first realities is having to accept the reality is that you're not there or that you're not one um, with yourself to start off. Um, just like I said, when you think about holistically, people just think about in the spirit. Um, but I think it's important to continue to note um, that holistic medicine is addressing the healing, not just in your spirit, but also in your mind and body. Um, yeah. Me, for one, you know, I've always had stomach issues, right? I've always had stomach issues, developed an ulcer um, as a child, um, even had some elements pertaining to it as an adult. Um, and you know that, of course, in your practice, that a lot of stuff builds up in that core. So people don't think about that. I talked about before about food, you know, and people think about food just being food you eat, but we know it's everything that you take in. Um, so what I had to realize um, because at first I was thinking still like, oh, I just kid too much, right? I just I just thought that I just kid too much. Um, that's why I was having stomach problems. My stomach hurts and everything else like that. And I had to realize it wasn't the care. It was when I started to get in the state of worrying. You know, when I started to get in a state of worrying, it would, even though it was something that I was dealing with in my mind, in my spirit, you know, like, with the grief or with the stress, I had to start to realize how it was affecting my body. You know, some yeah. people get headaches. Um, for me, it was tummy aches. 
my, my stomach would be crazy. You know what I mean? And you know me trying to be tough, like, oh, nothing bothers me. So on my outside, I would be telling myself, I ain't worrying about that. But in all actuality, I was. And I started to have to recognize that, oh, yeah, I'm worrying about this because my stomach hurting. I got a headache. Like, I'm really sick. But I've been worrying myself into an ulcer. You know what I mean? Um, as a little girl. So now I am really, really, really um, like I focus on that, like how things make me feel. And I've learned to give myself boundaries. Like it wasn't that I was caring too much. It's all right to care. But it was the fact that I was worrying and my caring, you know what I mean? Like I was worrying about it and I was physically making myself sick. So as yeah. these things were a cloud in my mind, cloud in my spirit, you know, when you're feeling weary, when you're feeling down, it was physically making me sick, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it also works on the reverse side, that when mm -hmm. you are physically sick, if you are focusing on healing your mind and your spirit about how you are addressing your illness, it can in some way help you. So it kind of goes, you know, both ways um, when you look at it. Um, but yeah, you know, I've had guests on the show before, um, uh, Queen being with her peaceful healing and that just was her approach to letting you know that just keeping a peaceful mindset was medicine. Um, so even with the holistic medicine approach, like that is what I think, you know what I mean? And everything you're doing, um, even though it's not under that umbrella, you know, of what people would think the norm is for holistic medicine, it still is addressing the mind, the body, and the spirit. And that's in everything you do. Um, your, your advocacy, your um, massaging with your Reiki healing, all of that. It's kind of in everything that you are doing, it kind of comes right back. <laughs> to the tranquility and wellness by sale. Like, you know, even though you say you're not operating everything under the same thing, like I'm not advocating for the kids and I'm over here rubbing on the shoulders, but you use a lot of your practices and what you know from experience to help you be able to facilitate your role in all them other areas, right? Because I'm yes. talking to you. I mean, tell the people. Because I, yes. you know, I, I talk to you. I'm breaking it down. I know you always give me a lot of credit. Oh, well, me and you on the phone, yes, yes, you prophesied and everything. I said, that's not the first time um, that I heard that. But yes, I definitely get that. And I think that it's amazing. I don't know a lot um, of the adversities that you've had to experience. I know sometimes when we had our girls chats, of course, you've told me about um, some relationships and things like that. But I'm sure, you know what I mean? I'm sure that it's a lot. You know, I'm sure that it's yeah. a lot. To get you to huh? Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna touch on some of that. So I was gonna say in regards to the um, tranquility and wellness, that's another thing. I, you were saying where am I located? I forgot to answer that. I travel okay. to my clients. So what I do, um, even if it's for mentoring, even if it's for um, uh, massages or whatever, I, I will travel to that location and travel to that organization, mm -hmm. business, whatever, and do what I gotta do. But regarding the the holistic. Um, I, um, I, I beat uterine um, fibroids, um, cancer, all kinds of diseases, mm. diseases and sicknesses and things like that. I had chronic asthma. Um, I have a little bit of allergies now, 
So I've done all of the um, westernized medicines. And um, I'm also, I also have a pharmaceutical background where I was in nuclear medicine and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've done all of that, got all my knowledge, education, master's degree, but, but the holistic way of life is the most beneficial and the most, the most profitable in all totality. I'm talking about mind, body, spirit, financially, every uh, for family, every aspect, holistic is by far number one. And the reason why um, I really want to go that route is also in a lot of these different organizations, whether it's church, out of church and things like that, we're not taught how to properly deal with grief, how to navigate through relationships, whoever your significant other is. We're not taught how to heal the different um, various relationships that are um, toxic in our families and our communities, mm. how to be patient, how to properly communicate. And so these are the things that I go over as well. So again, this is the messages to me first. So mm. I can't tranquility and wellness if I didn't go through the fire and the trials and tribulations first. Um, it's, it was to, de- to the developing my character, who I am, um, to heal me. I'm still healing. I'm so thankful for the process. I'm going through the motions. I dedicate myself every single day, every hour um, to, to prayer, to meditation, to um, fasting, to checking myself. Um, I've, I've gone through um, uh, weight loss naturally after having terrible um, uterine fibroids, terrible um, PCOS, endometriosis, all types of stuff. But in healing naturally through herbs, things that I have prayed about, things that I've meditated about and I'm trying to get myself on track. But as you said earlier, faith without works is dead. You got to put forth the work. You got to look to do the self-reflection and accountability because oftentimes we look at everybody else. Mm. Right, right. But we gotta look at ourselves. We point the finger. We say, okay, this is this, that, the third. Sometimes we gotta say, okay, is this person are they having a mental health crisis? Is this person and they may have a communication barrier? Because oftentimes, again, we 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 um, are ready to jump on people, ready to cut people off, ready to attack people without having that level of compassion. And again, this works with the advocacy, um, um, mentoring. Um, business consults, every area of your life. If you look at things in a holistic point of view, it will help you to solve every problem in your life, literally, because you're looking at yourself. You're looking at, okay, listen, this is what I have to assess for myself. This is what I want for myself. When you dive deeper, I don't want to feel like this anymore. When I say this, it may be, I don't want to feel um, pain. I don't want to feel suffering. I don't want to feel trauma, anxiety. I don't want to feel this grief. I don't want this pain to keep lingering from this relationship. Yeah. So these are the things that people deal with on a daily basis. And because they don't have the proper tools to navigate, it's projected on others. And it mm-hmm. affects every area in our lives. I'm not a person that likes, you know, particularly like popping pills and things like that. I've been through the process of, you know, people... I've uh, been through, uh, people have recommended me to doctors. Uh, doctors have recommended me to doctors. I have thousands and thousands and thousands of doctors' bills. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I've dealt with a lot of um, grief and trauma, even through um, the pandemic. So many losses, even prior to the pandemic. And it's like, um, when you see that there is stagnation, when you see where things are not going the way you want, you got to decide to make a change. 
and change is not just staying in your in your room being depressed because mm-hmm. I, I am I know that I've been put on this earth to help people to find their divine path because I'm on my way to find my divine path. I know my okay. divine. I'm unlocking. Okay. My, I'm okay. unlocking what God has for me because we're breaking free from those bondages for things that set us back, things that held us back, things that continue to keep us bound. And mm-hmm. um, we have a greater purpose. And and it's enough out here for all of us to get it. We don't have to be like scavengers. We don't have to be like begging for anything. We don't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, harassing and bullying people to get what we want. You know, so I also teach people how to get what you want with integrity, without chasing, without um, right. and 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 thinking that you know there's just no way out. There is a way out. There is a way for right. healing. There is a way for restoration. There is a way for reconciliation. You know, and that is um, those are the things that I've gone through. So I'm just telling people from experience as well as from the credential point um, perspective as well. But yes. really how to break through. It's a lot of people out here giving advice, but everybody ain't credential. Let's be clear with that. I'm sorry. No shade. That's no shade. <laughs> no shade, but it is what it is. It's everything. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, who, who, who the best, I mean, you having the credentials is definitely a plus, um, but then who the best to tell you um, how to get through something or how to process something without them had went went through it on their own. You know what I mean? Like that's just like someone never been through anything. You know what I'm saying? That is always baffling to me that cannot even really relate to your situation, but they want to kind of, you know, speak on it. And that's when you were talking about the judging part. You know what I mean? And we get a lot of that. Like people um haven't had the same experiences you have, haven't been through what you wanted to go through. I mean, not what you wanted to go through, but what you've had to go to. And when I say yeah. had, because the stuff we go through is necessary. Um, yeah. because it's to get us to uh the test is to get us really to our best. Um, but that's awesome, too. That is awesome. That is awesome that you allow. Um, your life experiences. I always say that because it's not ironic that everybody that I've been bringing on the show have had, you know, similar stories and similar pushes to why they want to really like give back. Like they've been through so much, they've experienced it. And it's something that they came to the realization that they need it, you know, that they needed it. You came to the realization that I need tranquility. Um, I need wellness, you know, over my life. Um, even in as your role as an advocate or a mentor, it may have been a point in your life where you needed that in your life or you needed some mentorship. Um, and it kind of guided you into the path to really recognize that if I needed it, someone else needs it too. Yeah. And that was the point that I made, like when I was saying why I had the you better live. Like when I say you better live, like, yes, I'm really pushing that because it's so many days where. Not that I was suicidal, but I just always felt like I'm not living or I felt like, is it worth living? You know what I mean? Because it just was like a cycle of all of that, the stress, the drama, the cycle of grief and everything else like that. But now I'm in a better place of wellness and having tranquility with myself, which I think 
is just that calming part is to just stay calm and all will be well and some rest respect. You know what I mean? Because a lot of things, yes, you do got to do your work um, because I put everything in prayer, but prayer without work is dead and you do got to do your work, but you also got to understand and I think that's what turned it around for me that it's some things you ain't going to be able to do nothing with and you yeah. got to be okay with that. You know what I mean? We always trying to fix something. You know, with situations that happen in our life, you know what I mean? Um, and we worry about it so much, but it's really something that we can't do nothing with. And <laughs> we hear people always say, the battle is not yours, it's the, the Lord's. But no, you can't tell people that. But we be down for the battle. We be ready to go. <laughs> I know that's the space that I used to be in. You know, I used to be just down for the battle, like all the time, like everything. I got to dress everything. I got to respond to everything. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I have you here because right, I'm I'm in that process now of maintaining my tranquility and my wellness. And I'm going to have to be talking to you more because I'm going to need more of it to come to me by sale. Okay. Okay. Um, so people who are just joining us tonight, um, we got tranquility and wellness by seal with me here tonight. Her website is twbyseal.com. You definitely yeah. have to check her out because um, the website is impressive. She does offer an array of services. Um, like you heard her say, she does the holistic um, practices, but she's also a Reiki healer, an advocate, a mentor, and a business consultant. I didn't even know that part, too. I didn't even know that part at all. Um, so that's definitely amazing. Um, we yeah. want to keep on talking to still tonight. I'm going to encourage you if you just have a question about what that really is about, because sometimes, you know, people hear it um, and they play off the words. So, you know, we're going to open it up, call with your questions, 443-642-9403. Um, Seal is definitely the deal and she is here for it. So we definitely can talk about it. Um, but I wanted to bring up Seal. I do some more watching and watch since you're here. Um, I definitely would like to get your input on it. I got to break it down. I got some what in the watch, you guys, some what in the world. Um, and I'm ready to start on that part. I still got Seal here with me, so don't hesitate if you got any questions. Uh, we're just going to break off a little bit and just talk out stuff, bringing it to you, your news, our views. Um, one of the first things I wanted to bring up, guys, people who are watching me tonight, um, is Dirk Chauvin. Yes, Dirk Chauvin um, was the Minnesota um, police officer. What's the Minnesota? Well, anyway, y'all know that's the man um, that nailed on George Floyd's neck, killing him. Um, and he is now in the court in Minnesota um, beginning last Wednesday on 118, filing an appeal for his state, state charge of murder. Um, he's trying to get that appeal, um, that conviction thrown out. So he's trying to appeal it. Um, he's trying to get it thrown out. His lawyers have made statements that is on a president that um, it wasn't fair because there was so much information that came out before the trial even had it. Um, not allowing jurors to, they were not able to be like impartial, you know, that they knew too much information about it to even make. Um, a clear judgment before the trial started. But of course, the prosecutors, um, and I agree with this, is that it's not that it was out there, it's that no, what you did was an egregious act. 
you killed someone. Um, it just happened to be videotaped and it was, you know, it was witnesses and yeah, it was put out there. So people seen what you did. <laughs> not um, just videotaped. What it was, was live. it? It was live. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did happen on the live, right? It was a live feed. <laughs> oh, oh, and see, I didn't even know that. I just thought that it was like a camera um that someone had took the video. Oh, no, people go live. People press the button, go live. Oh yeah, go live, go live, and them going live with. So we knew about it when it was happening. It wasn't just that it was, you know, something that you found out later. It was live when it was happening. Right. Wow. That definitely adds to it, Monty. I did not know that. Um, but the fact that that I guess that's what they're saying. Then, like, it just was too out there, um, and he never could receive a fair trial. But I'm with the prosecutors. Um, I think that even if um, I know the video and everything definitely had a powerful impact on um, what people's thoughts and their views were about what happened. Um, but at the same time, I know what the duty of a jury is, and I cannot imagine that, or possibly so. I'm not going to say that I can't imagine because I know that it could happen just like that, right? What I'm saying is that I could see jurors also finding him guilty when it was all played out. Um, it probably been a little short, you know, a matter of effectively, really, when you think about it. But I do believe that that could have happened. Um, so I've been following that. Um, the judges, the panel of judges that he set before, they have a 90 days um, to announce what their opinion is on his state charge. Um, I also looked into it and um, because he was charged through the state with this murder. He also had a federal charge. So um, the federal charge was the violation in which he pleaded guilty um, to a violation of his civil rights. I think he received like 18 to 19 years in that case. Um, so if the appeal went through for his state um, conviction and the charge was um, thrown out, he still would not be released. He still would be detained. Um, and I bring that up because in a couple of the coverage that I was seeing is like they kept pointing that out is that they had some type of indication that it's possible that his conviction could be overturned. Um, and it's like they were trying to state that to make, you know, people OK with it, like, OK, even if he is um, even if the murder charge is thrown out. He's still not going to get out because he has this federal charge. So I'm glad to know that. Um, but I also do think that the murder charge should, should stick because as a result of what he did, George Floyd lost his life. And that's the reality of it. Like, that's like the reality of it. So it's a what in the world to me because at this point, I'm like the audacity. You know what I mean? The audacity. You know what I'm saying? The audacity. And I'm sure that if the shoe was on the other foot, um, if tragedy as such had to come, Derek Chauvin and he had been assaulted and in that manner, which led to his death. Um, and when I say assaulted, no, he wasn't fighting him or hitting him or anything else like that, but he was kneeling on his neck. That's that's an assault. He was kneeling on his neck, restricting his airway. And what is just always said. Um, when I think of that moment, 
of it being um, like Moni said that it was streamed live. I did not know that. I just thought that it was a recording someone captured on that phone was, you know, you just keep hearing them. I can't breathe. You know what I mean? So to know that that man was down there with that knee on his neck saying that he couldn't breathe and this police officer just was gun ho about standing on his neck, you know, for something so simple. You know, I think what was he? They were alleging he was doing selling cigarettes or something illegally outside of a store or something. Um, but things should never come to that. So yeah, Doc Dirk Chauvin, he is trying to push this appeal. Y'all gotta keep your eyes open for that guy. Just like I said, they were kind of putting the information out there that okay, even if he gets off of this, he'll still be detained. But I don't think the charges will be dropped. And that to to me says something in itself. Like he pe- he pleaded guilty to the federal charge of violating his civil rights, in which he obtained the sentence of eighteen. I think it's eighteen or nineteen years. Um, so if he knew he was guilty in that, then I think he should kind of yeah take it that you were guilty in killing this man. Then it, that was because of your actions um, that he's no longer here. Like that's crazy. Um, that's just crazy to me. Um, let me give y'all another what and a what, which is kind of leading up to that, um, because we're talking about this, this known behavior that, unfortunately, um, that we had to take in daily for centuries, dealing with um, several, several, several witcher names. Okay, Seal, I see your messages you're dealing with. Um, something that's going on. Yes, yes, yes. Please go. Please go. Uh, maintain your tranquility and wellness, baby. Um, thank you for joining me. I'll continue to send the information out, but I definitely understand. Peace and blessings. God loves you. God bless you, y'all. Y'all gotta holla at Seal. Thank you again for joining me tonight. Um, she had an emergency. All right, well, later. Um, but just like I was saying. And um, my statement, yes, yeah, still had to leave today, please. Um, that's me talking to my background. You know how they do. Um, they in red form tonight again, and I'm going to have to get them um, when I get off of here because I'm, I, I'm, I'm really tired of it. Please. Jairi Dorsey. I'm at the door. Okay. I need you to sit down while I'm trying to get my point across. Thank you. Thank you. See, y'all, y'all got to live for it. This is like the stuff that happens when you're alive. You just have seen, still had an emergency. Um, thanks for letting us know. But I could kind of feel it. You know what I'm saying? What was going on? I've seen her I'm moving a little about, but God bless her. Um, God loves her for um, taking her time out to come on the show with me tonight. I definitely appreciate the information, um, the light and the love that she shared. She gave us a little bit about her story. Um, so yeah, you gotta check it out because tranquility um and wellness is definitely um important. And if you can help somebody that helps you through that process, that's a great thing. Um, so I'll try to put her information in a chat. Um, but I said it a, a couple of times enough where you should have got it by now, and hopefully um you did. Um, so I'm gonna go back into my point. Um, we were talking about the um Derek Chauvin. Um, I basically just was saying is that um, this type of behavior um, from police all around the world 
it's too much of the norm nowadays. I mean, it's been happening for centuries um, without ancestors um, and everything else. A lot of people tie it to um, race and being black and white um, an issue. And we do know, we do know um, that it is a definitely a different treatment um, and encounters with black people um, when it comes to legal um, enforcement, well, you know, the police, anybody, anybody sometimes, and it's not just the police, I'm saying anybody in an authority type of um, role, you know what I mean? It can be someone at an agency or whatever else like that. For whatever reason, a lot of times we do, it is a different interaction, it's a different encounter, even when it's us with us. And that's what's bringing up my next what in the world. I got to shout out Moni for sending this to me. He know that I love stuff like this and love to bring it to you. Um, five officers. Well, no, first let me start in just giving a consideration to um, the young man who left, lost his life. 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, who was, um, was employed with FedEx and is a, a father, a son, uh, was just recently laid to rest on 117.23. Um, he transitioned from this world um, after three days after having an encounter with five police officers, officers on a traffic stop on January the 7th. Okay. Um, on January the 10th, he transitioned from his injuries. Um, and it was five officers on fire and they all have been charged with second degree murder. Um, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression. Um, and when I was reading this story, right, because it was funny, because sometimes you assume when you see stuff like this, oh, it was black and white. You know, it's going to be some white officers beating up another brother, beating up another sister, because that has been kind of what has been happening. Um, but it was really disheartening to see, you know, that. It was five black officers. I think all of them were black. And um, they've been fired. They've been fired. I've seen comments from um, the Memphis police chief um, who said that it was heinous, reckless, and inhumane. Um, the, the same, um, the Memphis police director, Ms. Carolyn Davis, um, who they call CJ. I apologize guys, cause I didn't see, um, the name of the police chief in Memphis. Um, but that was definitely a powerful statement and to know, um, that they were fired. They were fired. It wasn't no investigation. You know what I mean? I guess after they seen the encounter, what happened and that he succumbed to his injuries, um, they were immediately let go. Um, and we know that that is rare with the with the police. That that is very, very rare because even when something happened and they wrong, baby, they found a way to justify it. That's why you have certain languages in the in the action with people when people aren't doing anything wrong and they just accosting people. That's why you hear them shout out certain things, stop resisting and um <laughs> things of that nature. Um listen, put your hands on your back. And they get the, you know, yelling and everything else like that to um, make it seem that their reaction is a response to um, the person's action. So they do a lot of that, you know, to justify it. Um, sometimes that's, that's not the case. Sometimes 
they do have to react in that manner. But a lot of times with us, you know, and in these type of situations, that's been a case where their reaction really wasn't justified. Um, the same way with Derek Chauvin, his his reaction definitely wasn't justified in my eyes. Um, but these five officers, they have been fired and they have officially been charged. Um, it has been some statements of um, their attorneys. I think one of them had turned himself in or whatever um, already. Um, what happened was the footage of the incident has already been shared with the family, has already been shared with the family, um, has not been made public yet, um, but they are already making pleas um, for a constructive and a non-violent protest. Um, so I'm assuming that however it went down, they know that people are going to definitely, definitely exercise their right to protest and they're going to be out there. Um, I know some advocates were a little displeased um, that the footage did not come out um, immediately or um, in a time frame that they thought that it should have came out. Um, but you know, the officials are pleading for everyone to have a peaceful protest, as well as the family of Mr. Nichols. Um, yes, they are. Um, the director, like I was saying, she was saying that she, they're also continuing an investigation um, for other officers who they feel he might have um, went against the policy um, of the department. Um, she made a statement saying this is not just professional failing, this is a failing of basic humanity towards another individual. So her statement kind of goes hand to hand with what like the police officer said. I mean, the police chief said, and all I can say is, wow, like what in the what? I even also seen a statement like someone, um, I think it was the lawyer um, who is representing the family. Um, what's that lawyer name? He's kind of on a lot of these um, cases. I think it's Ben, uh, Ben Crump. I don't want to quote it, but I think it is. Um, he kind of referenced this incident to the incident that happened with Rodney King. So, you know, it must have been bad. My question is, it's just crazy how a traffic stop of someone leads up to this. They said the young man, I guess, was off that day. He actually went to the beach to take pictures or something. Um and on his way home, he had traffic stop, and he was assaulted by these five officers. Um, it's not allegedly um, at this point because they do have videotape of it. And I guess based on that videotape, the, the Memphis police chief um, warranted for them to be fired. Um, so, yeah, it's not allegedly. Um, but they, on this videotape, they say he was being beating for a total of three minutes. Um, also on other statements, I see that the family is alleging that Mr. Nichols um, may have had a heart attack and some kidney failure due to his beating um, from these officers. However, um, officials and the medical examiner and stuff like that, they have not confirm that but they did say that it was a homicide i think it was saying something blunt force um type of trauma um so that's scary and that's so sad that this young man 29 years old a father 
um, leaving from a beach, taking pictures, um, got in a situation, a traffic stop, or something that is supposed to be normal. I mean, no one wants to get stopped by the police, right? I, I told you I try to avoid any encounter that I can um, because I'm in the understanding of exactly what I just now said is that because I am a black woman, um, because I do have my locks, um, because I do have a semi-tent on my window, because I do um, drive in a, a, a truck. I, I know all of that is viewed upon me, um, but everything before anything is that I'm a black woman. Um, and what I realized is that in that profession, I think I've made this point before too, is that, yeah, there's a lot of good police out here. There's a lot of good COs. It is. Um, but your environment as well is food. And, and a lot of times when you are in that environment and that's what's going on and that's like the temperament of certain things and, um, you know, it starts to work its way on you. You know, you work in that mentality. You work in that attitude. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, the chicks up at social services, you know, having to stereotype about people or, you know, we bums or whatever. I'll say that because we want to have, uh, get food stamps or get medical assistance. I say it all the time, you know, you go over there and they try to talk to you like, like you're nothing versus you are a person that need help. So it's those stereotypes and it's that, that, um, who we are sometimes that makes us, privy to having to have these certain encounters um so even though these five officers um from the name of it it looked like all of them was black they had some crazy names i did write them down not crazy names excuse me no shun to my black folks to the black mothers and the fathers naming their children these awesome awesome names um but um yeah i think all of their races was black and people were like you know how does that happen you know, aside from you thinking they should be able to relate to him as a black man and have some regard to that. Not that they're supposed to be, you know, biased, I guess, in their um, their duties in which they are set to perform. Um, but the reality is it's in their mentality, too, that black men is OK to treat a brother like this. It really is. Like, I say it all the time. I say it all the time, and it drives me crazy, y'all. Like, I will go into an establishment. It'll be a, 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 a person that's Black, that's a hostess, or whatever have you. And you'll see them just getting in so pleasant with someone else that isn't the same race as, you know, as us. And then when I come through, then you got to add to you. Or I'm not receiving the same level of service. Wow. You know? Um, so I have made that point before that, yes, there are good police. They are. God bless them that if they can stay in that room to not be affected in that environment and let this negativity um, and this toxicity spill into their actions and portraying such just devious acts, um, God bless them. Um, but if you're constantly around it and this is the temperament of people and this is how they are current, like, you know, at this point, it wasn't that we black people is just always that first fact. I'm the police. I'm the authority. And you the, and you just a black man. You just obey the black man. So it didn't even matter that the officers were black. 
You know what I mean? They approached the situation. And I got to always question that if it was a white man, I don't know what they were stopping them for. I didn't see that information. I don't know what um, they were stating justify him to even make the traffic stop. Like, I don't even know if it was he ran to a stop sign. He had a taillight out. I don't know. Um, but it's crazy to me how something as simple, how many times have we seen it, something as normal as a tragic stop leads to someone losing their life? How does that happen? How does that happen? How does that happen? How does nobody, you know what I mean, five officers out there, and then even at the point, you know, once it got to this and was getting out of hand, how none of them broke out of it and wait a minute, this ain't right or whatever. Like I would think, I, look, I've never been a police officer, never had the desire to do so, to be in that um, role of authority. But I would think I would ask myself that. Like I've done some things. I've started to get in an argument with somebody or, you know, people having road rage and they lash out at me and I, you know, I respond or, you know, but I've had situations where things are ready to go too far or they have, but I stop myself. I do. So I, I'm just not understanding. And, and again, because they put police on this, this other platform and yeah, I mean, that's how they're supposed to be be looked at. Not like really on a platform, but, you know, on a different level. Yeah, they, they are supposed to have this level of integrity that is supposed to be a match. They take an oath to protect, to serve with integrity. And we have stuff like this keep happening. Why is that okay? It is the police's job to de-escalate. Why do we keep seeing these situations where it gets escalated? How does a traffic stop turn into y'all beating this man for three minutes? How? And then they referred it to the Rodney King beating, which we all were able to see. Like I was saying, even though they haven't released the footage yet, we all can kind of remember that footage. I don't know if the youngins on here, but those who have seen it has been displayed, but the footage is coming out soon. Um, in some weeks, it definitely will come out. And that is what is going on. So prayers go out to his family. Yes, Mr. Tyree Nichols, um, his family, his children or his child, possibly it does say that he's a father to his co-workers at FedEx. And um, yeah, prayers go out to them for them to be able to deal with such a loss. And in the manner that it happened is a trauma in itself. Um, we know transitioning is the inevitable. You know what I mean? It's just as um, in a manner that, you know, someone could die in a car accident or anything else. But the fact to know that you had to leave your loved one to rest because he was beating, beat and a traffic stop by police who have taken the oath to protect and serve with integrity. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. That's that's a lot. That is a lot right there to deal with. And my heart goes out to them. So keep them lifted up in prayer. 
um, you guys, you definitely have to follow that um, story. Um, you definitely do about these officers. I want to see what is going on. I also think that they were so, and this is just my opinion, you know, the clause comes on at the beginning of the show. I also think that they were fired so quickly um, because they were Black. So it's on that side of it too. Like, you know what I mean? Because we've seen so many times when um, it's been white officers who have killed black people in some sort of fashion, some type of way, they find a way to justify it. They'll say, well, they were in fear and they moved this way and they were assuming that they were going for a weapon or they thought it was this. They find some type of way to justify it. So, yeah, I'm not. That's something, too. You know, once I found out five officers fired immediately, the uh, the police chief is already talking out against them. Um, the director of the, what is exactly her title? Because I don't want to give her no information. The, the Memphis police director is already talking about it. They're already talking about how their actions were heinous, reckless, and inhumane. I don't think I've ever seen that. And it makes me bring up the question, is it because it was five black police? So they already in the wrong? That's what really makes me bring up that question. I don't mean no harm. I don't mean no harm. They definitely was wrong. They definitely should have not done what they did um, for this young man to lose his life. But... At the same time, really, that gets me the question that they move so fast like that because it was five black officers. And I think not. Had it been five white officers, they would be still right now trying to figure out a way to justify it. Um, so this videotape, this footage of him being um, beat, I guess it was captured on the police's body cameras. Um, I didn't really see information to um, give you the facts on exactly how it was captured. But the point is that it was captured. They do have the video of it. Um, it has already been shown to the family. It has already been shown, um, of course, to the Memphis police chief, to the Memphis um, police department director. Um, and they're already pleading for a peaceful protest. So I know it's bad. Even on the side of um, the lawyer, Ben Crump, um, saying that it was similar to the beating of Rodney King. So, um, again, it is investigations going on with other officers in the department in regards to them violating um, the policy in some way. I'm thinking maybe he got transported to the holding center or wherever they were, and they did something that wasn't warranted. Um, but this had happened on January the 7th, and he didn't pass away to three days later. Rest in peace, King um, Tyree Nichols. I'm so, so, so um, devastated for your family and your loved ones. Um, may his spirit <laughs> reign forever, and may he rest in power. Um, but yeah, y'all, a traffic stop. How do it get to that? How do it get to that? How does it get to that? How does it get to that? And so many times we've seen Black people killed. And I also want to make the statement is that, no, police don't only kill Black people. It is other races that they kill too. 
but not as much. It's very unlikely, in my opinion. Y'all see the clause before the show starts. It's very unlikely. And this is facts, in my opinion. It happened to me before it happened to them. And when I say me, that's, I mean to say like a black woman. It happened to me before them. I probably used to be more aggressive with me as a woman or be assuming that I'm doing something because I am black or whatever else like that. And they can have someone that's from another race acting crazy. They just address the situation different. I don't care what nobody say. They can be acting crazy, out of character. How many times we seen it with these other races or whatever that have done these massive shootings, that have went and shot up schools and went and shot up churches and everything else like that. And they bring them out peacefully. One of them, I remember they took them to go get something to eat. That was in one of the stories that I um, reported on before, too. The guy in, um, not the Sandy Hook, but it was another one when the teenage boy went into the school um, and killed that and, and, and killed everybody. But just different stuff like that. Like, it is very unlikely that if you are Black and you are doing anything or it's assumed that you are doing anything. It's sad to know that you could lose your life in a traffic stop. How are you pulling me over for whatever reason, a tail light or whatever turns into me being outside of the car and me being accosted, me being shot, anything. Even in a situation as you are a police and you are approaching me and you know, the person may be aggressive. Like Syl was saying when, when she was on the show and, and I'm praying for her right now in my head and her situation, um, or whatever's going on because she put 911, Um, But yeah, how does that turn to that? I just don't get it. I will never get it. How does that turn to that? How does that turn to me dying? Even if I'm in a space, like I was saying, a point that we had made earlier, even if you're a police officer and you are confronting the situation, you were called, you're doing a traffic stop, and I'm there and I'm outraged, you should be able to understand and, and not understand, but be able to assess the situation and to respond accordingly. But they don't do that. Your job is to de-escalate. And then even certain trainings that I've received, because I've had tons of crisis trainings and stuff like that and different things that I was doing. Anybody know that once a person gets to that top, sometimes you got to step back. It's not going to bring, once a person is there, they are there. You got to wait till they get in another phase of that cycle to even be able to address it. You know what I mean? So a lot of this, yes, I, I don't know. They need some updated training. They need something. But whatever is being spewed into these mentalities, into this attitude of the vaults of not because I'm ready to say the Baltimore police, because I'm going to get on them in a minute, um, but into the police period, because this is the behavior of the police around the world. Around the world. This is worldwide. International news. That whatever is spewed in them to think that it's okay to encounter people with such disregard for life is not okay. And that's how they be operating. Those are the facts. 
Those are the facts. I've been seeing it where, you know, in this situation, these were five black officers, but I gave y'all a scenario. It had been in many times I've been in a restaurant. Black ladies went to a bar, went to social services, um, NBA, all of that. And it could be the most ignorant white people, white person, whatever else like that, giving them the loot, they still be polite. Yes, ma'am. I such as I said, and I step up to the counter. I ain't did nothing. You hear me? I come just as polite as I want to be. I don't get that same service. I don't get that same regard. You know what I mean? You be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Guys, there's a whole bunch of y'all out here doing some shucking and, and, and jiving. You know, some buffoonery, some, some straight up pooning. Straight up. And brothers, I'm uh, I'm upset with y'all. That's that's despicable. That is despicable that y'all would treat somebody like that. Now you take it away even from the black person. Like it's despicable that y'all would treat somebody like that. And it's not shocking that it was five black officers and they did that to a black man. It's not. It's not shocking. It's not shocking that we are still hearing things like this in 2023 that a simple traffic stop. Can lead to your de your death, and especially if you black. So, <laughs> y'all in other news, in my what and the what, I want to talk a little bit about the Baltimore spill. You know, I got to definitely um give y'all in the deal on that because I am a true Baltimorean. I love my city. I continue, continue, continue to pray and meditate that change is going to come in regard to a lot of this. Um, wanted to bring the subject up as well. Um, it was a 15-year-old. Um, I know y'all have heard stories before of children leaving school, um, being shot. Um, it's been a lot of fatalities of youth here in our city. Um, one is just as recent um, as it was this week. I believe it was uh, Tuesday or Monday. Let me see if I wrote down the date. Uh, let me see if I wrote down the date. I did not. Um, but um, this week, I believe, yes, a 15-year-old, um, LaRon Henderson, um, was pronounced dead at the scene in Northwest Baltimore um, several minutes after leaving his school at Forest Park Senior High. Um, police were called out to the 4300 block of Liberty Road, the intersection of Liberty in El Dorado, and Mr. Henderson was located in the alley right there in that intersection suffering from gunshot wounds. Um, the responders did make attempts to revive him and of course help him, um, but he succumbed to his injuries right there on the scene. 15 years old, leaving school minutes after being dismissed from school. Um, some type of dispute um, is being alleged in early reporting of this situation and five shots were fired. Um, so far, prayers go out as well to his family. I know that that is definitely um, a tragedy. One of the most uh, I, that I definitely feel, my my God, um, sending your children to school. And, you know, we take that for granted. I was just leaving our homes anyway, going to school, going to work. We all have the idea that we are going to return, um, but definitely with a child going to school and being dismissed from school, you're thinking they're on their way home. So 
I know that that was a devastating call um, to his mom, to his father, and to his loved ones. Um, so please pray um, for that family, Laverne Henderson. Um, also for the assailant and whoever did it, because I'm assuming that um, if it was in some dispute, and I'm just assuming um, that it probably was another youth, um, but it's possible it was an adult as well. Um, we have gotten so far from showing any type of respect or regard for one another. Um, already in 2023, 21 have been killed, 32 have been shot. And I think 21 have been fatalities and the other percent of the 32, well, the other number when you do the math, you know what I mean? Um, so what's that 12 have been non-fatal, making it a total of 32 people shot, um, but 21 people killed. Um, okay, so with this incident happening, of course, our mayor, Brandon, Mayor Brandon Scott is getting some ridicule once again. Um, people are saying that he is starting to place the blame on others um, when it comes to his statements and addressing these senseless murders. Um, I think he made the statement in regards to this situation when he asked them, like he was saying that we had to start looking at these gun manufacturers. And I do agree um, with that statement, um, but also as the mayor and him having certain goals, um, you do have to accept some responsibility, um, but I don't think that it's all on him um, as the mayor. I think my biggest frustration is that it does appear that he's starting to move away um, from what his original goal was. And I hate when they talk about percentages and numbers when it comes to real people's lives, even though they're counting us as numbers, like when it comes to these murders and stuff like that. Um, but yes, his goal in his first um, year in service was to reduce homicides, I think by 15% a year. He wanted to get it under 300 um, no year has he been in, has it been under that? Um, now, and I think his um, new focus is to, at least in 2023, get it under 10. Um, reports are saying that it went 5% down in the year of 2022, and that was just non-fatal. So 5% decrease in non-fatal shootings in the year 2022, but in 2023, his goal is decrease it by 10%. Um, but originally, of course, his push was to reduce it at least by 15. That was his campaign and under 300 murders in the first year. Um, so his statement when he spoke on um, in regards to what happened to this young man, I do agree with that. You know what I'm saying? We're not taking um, everything that's involved with why these senseless murders can to continue to happen into consideration. Like we're not holding all entities of this dysfunction responsible. That's for one. So I do agree with that. But it was something back that he said, y'all remember when the young people were killed leaving Emerson High School and were killed and not the West Side Shopping Center. I think it's the Emerson, um, the Village Shopping Center or whatever. That's right up on Emerson. Avenue. Come on now, y'all my Baltimore, my Baltimoreans. Don't be acting like y'all don't know. And if you on here and you ain't from Baltimore, 
it's a stretch the world. Everybody know, everybody know E-A-E-A. Um, but I didn't agree with his statement that he made when he was speaking in response to that. And I was really appalled that he would place blame like that. And so what happened in that situation was it was a young man and they were killed, supposedly had left the school um, to go to the Popeyes for lunch. And the statement that he made was, yeah, because this Popeyes, and I'm not quoting him, but it was in some, some way it was said like this, like, yeah, the Popeyes had been cited before for serve, um, serving youth um, between these hours. They're not supposed to be letting anybody come in there and some type of notation, like they wouldn't have been shot if they wasn't here. They wouldn't be coming here and they didn't know they could eat here and they're in some way responsible because they were coming to the Popeyes. Like, uh-uh, sir. The audacity. And when that statement was made, I could not believe that he was saying that. Because my thing is, the Popeyes business is the fried the chicken, the pies, the fries, and all of that, and serve the people. They're not the police. They're not security. They should not happen to be, um, what is it called, serving everybody that's coming in and out of school. You know what I mean? And saying, oh, how old are you? Well, you're not. Yeah. My thing is Mayor Brandon Scott, because he's made statements too that his business is um, to conduct the police and what they're doing and everything else like that. And that's going to change based on what was voted in um, in that last election. But the audacity, I, I couldn't believe that he said that. Like, what that got to do with the Popeyes? But he said it. Um, and everything Mayor Brandon Scott, don't get me wrong, be saying it's not wrong. Um, but please stop deflecting. I do understand what you are saying. I do not agree because you've been hearing a lot of times now when things happen. People have basically have been like, Brandon, Mayor Brandon Scott, do something. Do, do something. Um, what are you going to do? Something needs to be done. And some people look at it. And I look at it as well, too. Like, he can't do it by himself. But I guess the point that I'm making is that this is what he said he was going to do. So me, myself, when I'm in my in my phase and I'm saying, oh, yeah, he needs to do something. That's what I'm talking about. What you campaigned and said you were going to do. I know it's not going to change overnight, but we got to get out of this attitude that just because this has always happened, that is okay that is happening. And we gotta stop pushing the blame. We gotta be able to look at ourselves and say, okay, this is the situation. What can I do to change this? And I just didn't agree with what he said about the Popeyes. Cause again, we, 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 we urgent for community to come together and everything else like that. And for you to just throw the Popeyes under the box and make them feel bad. And in some way, try to insinuate that it's because they didn't stop these kids from coming into the Popeyes and why they were shot and why they was out there. That was frivolous. That was frivolous. Now, his statement on this, this recent one about this young man um, being shot in Northwest Baltimore, 15-year-old LeVon Henderson, I do get his point on that. Like, how do these people keep getting these guns? You know that these ghost guns and everything else is out here. But yeah, we all got step up. And Mayor Brandon Scott, that includes you too. That definitely includes you. You know what I mean? This, this is your job. 
this is what you campaigned, this is what you signed up for. We taught of people being killed. No, we're not saying that you are pulling the trigger, that, that you are killing anybody. But I just urge everybody that when you're starting to feel like this, um, us keep pla placing the blame on each other, or this person did this, or this, this, and shifting and shifting the blame or on each other or projecting something that to insinuate that someone did something wrong to why this is happening. We ain't gonna never get it right. That's why we gotta come together. And the first way to get it right is to acknowledge that you can do more. So that's my advice for Mayor Brandon Scott. And that's my advice to the citizens here in Baltimore City. If it's something that you can do that you think can lead us to having under 300 murders, having reaching that goal of the 15% decline in the shootings, do it. It's not right that this continues to happen and every time it happens, we look and say, y'all parents, a lot of y'all know what your children are into. If you don't know what they're into, you should. That's a problem. You know what I mean? Stop knowing stuff and don't say nothing. And then when it when something happens, you're like, well, what do you know? It's, it's on this person. No, it, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. No, stop that. You know, I made it a point when my son was younger. I used to tell him all the time because I, I understood the environment that he would be in, you know, traveling. My son is big, bucky guy, big buck, buck. What they call him? Um, my my brother called him Swole. My god brother, Fred, yeah, Eastwood. If you watching, um, but he called him Swole, so he always, you know, looked at older or whatever else for his age. And my son is like a really he a big teddy bear. When I say big, you know, he's just a big guy. You know what I'm saying? He's a big guy, and I understood how that could be viewed. You know what I mean? And there's a touching thing when you got to have those type of conversations with your child. But I definitely made a point that when he was little, Najee, I need you to come home. So encounters with people, I, I, I helped him. I instilled that in, in him early that you don't have to respond to everything. And when you do, do it safely as you can. You know what I mean? If it's a situation I don't care. Let them call you whatever. If they want to call you a pwn, or oh, you're a pwn. You want to let them talk to you like that? You whatever to that? But you ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. I love you. And I'm your mother. And I will be devastated if something was to happen to you. Unfortunately, nowadays, and we see it's happening, is that you ain't got to do nothing for that to be your fate. A lot of these kids, a lot of people, here in the city of minding their business and they still succumb to gun violence. Uh, but yeah, well, my son, I definitely made that my point. So my son hasn't been in a lot of fights. I think one or two where he broke someone arm or whatever, like that. But I can just remember his first fight and he really was like explaining this to me like, mom, I did everything. I did everything to try to away. Cause I just always made that point to like, people don't fight fair. And I ain't want nobody shooting moms over no fight or anything else like that. And, and the way we think about it, too, in gun violence, like, people think stuff really be happening. I'm telling y'all, y'all, it be over nothing. 
over nothing. The same way them police is still killing people and they getting killed in basic traffic stops. Basic. I'm talking about it be basic shit. Excuse my language, y'all. It be basic stuff going on that leads to this. I'm talking about you can walk in the gas station, you look at somebody, they look at you. They look at me like that. And that's thing you know they waiting for you when you come out and they ready to shoot you up, bang, bang. Like, just no regard for life. Nothing that. But we're going to stay faithful, not hateful. Remember to walk by faith and not what is in front of your face. And if you can do something to make it better, do it. Do it. Take accountability for what you can do. Because... Quite frankly, shifting the blame, we, we all know that we can do better, but shifting the blame is not going to bring about the change. Um, but better days, better days, better days are coming. Yes, and better days do come, y'all. Better days do come. Um, like I know, life is hard. What we say, I talk to several people throughout the day, they always say life is life in. Um, but just let life motivate you um, in a way to keep on going. Even with everything that is going on, speak life into yourself. Um, sit with yourself. Sit with yourself. Encourage yourself. Really think about life, who you are, even with your adversities, even with the difficulties, even with us dealing with all of this. The, the grief of losing loved ones, the trauma of having to constantly see on the news the police brutality and killed somebody or get in the news that your family member has been killed or a friend of a family has been killed or one of your loved ones has succumbed to their illness. Um, just all of that, walking out the house and your car being pulled and Ooh, I, I can go down the list. It's so many things that can happen in life. But nothing changes if nothing changes. And if you want to be full with embracing the good things, you got to as well embrace the bad. I mean, I apologize. I apologize. But bad is going to happen. Bad is going to happen. And I want y'all to get that and really understand that the bad is going to happen, but ultimately it's going to lead to something that was good for you. It's for your good. You know, sometimes I'm going to y'all and I be feeling like I'm really repeating myself, right? Um, but just like when I start off the show and I do my little prayer, I also try to pray and everything before I come on. And I just ask God to always guide me. Let the right thing come off of my tongue. Let me speak what needs to be spoken. Um, let me bring some light to whatever darkness is in the world or whatever situations people are going with. Um, and when I do my research, I pull out a couple of stories and everything else like that. And it just kind of always leads me back to what my main motivation be. I want to inspire somebody. I want to motivate somebody and encourage them to whatever is going on, honey. You better live. Do you hear me? You better live. Um, 
Well, guys, it seemed that it was a little bit quiet on here, but y'all know I'm always loud. I'm going to run my mouth. Y'all know I'm going to run my mouth. Um, got to definitely give a shout out um, to my guest who was here with me earlier, had an emergency um, and had to step away. Um, but it still was a blessing on top of a blessing for her to come through and break through, um, break down that whole tranquility and wellness part. Please look her up if you're interested in any of her services. Again, it was Tranquility and Wellness. Um, excuse me, bycilltwbycil.com is the website. Um, please be sure to look me up. The website for my station is www.beexposedradio.com. Don't be shy. If you ever want to be a guest, if you ever want to be a sponsor, you know, if you love what shares, real is on here doing then keep it real give me some bills do something give, give me some some bills you know help, help with some of these bills <laughs> give me some bills to help with some of these bills you know what i mean um and then also whatever you know we, we are always open to you reaching out so make sure that you do if you want to be exposed come on be exposed because we be exposing everything um also i didn't sent out my link to the show like with everybody who was already my friends on social media, I sent it out requesting to like the page. Of course, very few have done so, about a hundred and something. Um, but I'm still very thankful for you. I mean, I got like a thousand, over a thousand friends, and not everyone has liked the page. I, you know, I get it. Um, but yes, if you can go to the page on You Better Live is a page, please like it, share it, comment on it, all of that, all of that. I don't think you can comment on the show, which name actually on the chat, but you can put a comment in there um, when it is at all the links are always shared to my personal page. I'm IG on Chats Real underscore seven. I'm on Facebook. It's Chastity the Empress Dorsey. Um, I definitely am going to change that. Um, but yeah, holla at me. Every time I come through here live, the phone lines are open. Write the number down, 443-642. 9403 and holla at me if you was up in here tonight thank you thank you so much i appreciate you for coming back and paying me any type of mind but more importantly not just paying me some mind because i still be knowing what i'm talking about now i know what i'm talking about um but also just giving your time to take a pause i mean a pause and say i'm gonna check her out because i like what she's feeling you know about all of this living okay so y'all it's my time oh my goodness it goes past so fast but i always have a blast and i'm gonna ask you again to join me next thursday live right here at 7 p.m through be exposed radio the you better live radio show you already know it's the goddess chess chess rule the empress cake mix ah lady lady cake mix god loves you god bless you you better live see y'all next week Thank you.